This is Carl the Jackal Frampton. Hi, this is David Healy. Hello, this is Stephen Ferris. Hi, I'm Bethany Ferris. Hi, this is Joey Barton. I'm Jonas Gutierrez. Hi, this is Harry Kewell. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to The Score. score. The Score with Michael Clark. I'm a man. I'm a man. Hello and welcome along to The Score with me, Michael Clark. Here's what's coming up on this week's programme. We'll be chatting to newly appointed Glenavon boss Stephen McDonnell ahead of his first game in charge, which comes Saturday tea time against Larne. Champions looking to bounce back after suffering defeat at Lakeview Park 2-lock goal. The Villagers captain Ben Murdoch is on the show today. He'll be reflecting on a famous win for the County Armagh Club. And we're going to be keeping it in Middlestar all the way today as we talk to Portadown manager Nal Curry. The Ports appear to have turned a corner after a disappointing start to the season, but after three straight wins, they've shot up to second spot in the league and are now within touching distance of early leaders Newington. It's all coming up right here on The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. Yes, hello and welcome along to The Score. Great to have you in our company once again. And before we go anywhere, I want to say well done to Northern Ireland's women getting their first win under new boss Tanya Oxtoby earlier this week. A 1-0 victory over Albania at Seaview. Lauren Wade on her 50th cap getting the winning goal. And Sarah McFadden being a centurion now, earning her 100th appearance for her country. Well done to both of them and indeed the whole team for their victory just a quick recap on the results there were matches played Friday, Saturday and Tuesday the Friday games, Korean winning at the Oval 2-1, Lorne 4-1 winners over Carrick Rangers and Newry City and Dungannon Swifts holding each other to a 2 all draw of the Saturday matches, I was at the Palomina showgrounds where Ben Wilson got a goal either half for Cliftonville as they ran out winners Crusaders beat Glenavon by two goals to nil at Seaview and Lockall were beaten 2-0 by Linfield at Lakeview but they got a win against Larne, what a result that was 1-0 with a late Benji McGee goal for Lockall Linfield another 2-0 win for them at Windsor this time against Crusaders on Tuesday night and Cliftonville with a big 5-0 win against Coleraine those matches set us up nicely for another entertaining weekend where all the matches take place on Saturday. But let's not waste any time. Let us get straight into our first guest. He is the new gaffer at Glenavon. No stranger to Irish League fans or indeed this programme. But it's a warm welcome back into the league for Stephen McDonald. Stephen, thanks for coming on to the programme. Thanks for having me, Michael. How does it feel to be back in the Irish League? Yeah, um, it's been probably a long time coming. It's been four years now, next month, I suppose, since since I parted ways with, with Warren Point. But um, yeah, I'm really excited and I'm really looking forward to getting back in, in amongst the league. It's it's obviously evolved and, and got a lot stronger, so there's a lot to be excited about. And Glenavon, without question, is a big job. It's a club with a, a great history. How exciting is this opportunity for you? Yeah, like I, I just said, you know, it's a club, a big club with um, with big history. So, obviously, the last uh, couple of years, maybe it's been it's been difficult to uh, to keep pace with some of the big boys, and um, that's that's understandable in in terms of how the league has went. So, you know, we're we're probably in a moment of transition where we have to try and find ways to to bridge the gap. Um, I suppose without pointing at the obvious of, of of talking around finances and investment, I think we have to find other ways. Um, so, I suppose yeah, looking really looking forward to to that challenge. How we how we go about that? And big shoes to fill, replacing Gary Hamilton after twelve years in charge. How do you feel stepping into the position after everything he's done for the club? 
Yeah, well, look, I, I've, I've mentioned numerous times this week, like what Gary done was absolutely tremendous here. You know, he leaves a legacy and wouldn't it be great if I if I could spend 12 years in the position, you know? But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, listen, it's it's um, it's, a, it's a tough act to follow. Um, as I say, Gary done an unbelievable job, but we have to try and, and do our own job now and, and obviously implement our own ideas around the game and, and how things should be done so I suppose hopefully we can start to, to write a new script Well Glenavon fans are wondering you know maybe it's not that big of a change your hair's a bit longer since the last time I stood up is it yeah, you know you've got a bit of the beard going on you're not you're not totally dissimilar there <laughs> No 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 a lot of similarities <laughs> <I> suppose <laughs> In terms of what we're going to see on the pitch are you have you in your mind some changes you'd like to bring about immediately I'm not sure whether you're prepared to share those with us but I'll always ask the question uh, no look I think we have to get a happy medium um, you know the current crop of players are are used to and familiar at playing a specific way you know so I don't think I don't think we can be um, you know naive and go in and say we're going to change everything straight away I think it's going to be you know it's going to be a slower process you know it's it's, it's very different to, to my time at Warren Point where I kind of had a period with the players as a coach before even stepping in as the manager so you knew what you were kind of going into and then obviously um, having a pre-season would help in terms of trying to get your ideas across so this is this is very different we're, we're, we're eight or nine weeks into the season um, so we'll be we'll be slowly implementing ideas and again there'll be ideas the players will ultimately have to take full responsibility in terms of what they've what they feel most comfortable doing on the pitch so um, it'll be yeah it'll be a slower process and, and you know I don't expect an identity change to be overnight I think it'll, it'll, it will take time so um, obviously we'll be we'll be patient with that as a coaching staff And from your time at Warren Point Town how would you say you've grown as a coach or as a manager since then you've had uh, several different roles Yeah listen um, obviously I've remained in the game and I suppose the big the big thing for me was I've been full time for the last five, six years in, in any role that I've been in. So being able to, you know, step up to full time football from part time football was uh, you know, was a big, big learning curve because you get to see the daily operations of a football club and, and how different uh, departments work. So I think um I come back into senior management with, with a lot more knowledge around a lot of areas got to do with, with, with football. So um Obviously, I suppose the the main uh, the main aspect for me is on the grass. You know, I think that's ultimately where you get the opportunity to to develop players. But I suppose the the daily runs behind the scenes is is every bit just as important. And you've worked under some great people, indeed, during your playing days, and also in your roles with Dundalk and and Shelburne. Interested to hear, you know, some of those influences and how maybe they've helped you develop. Yeah, um, obviously, I had a small small period of time with the IFA, um, where where I got to work firsthand with with Jared Little and and Jim and Jim Magilton. So, obviously, they know they need no introduction to, to Irish league football. Uh, the current job they're doing at the minutes is, is fabulous at, at Cliftonville, you know. Um, and then obviously, you know, spending spending just over the year down at Dundalk with Jim in a full time capacity when he was sporting director. Obviously, got to as I say, got to learn a lot behind the scenes. Um, and then most recent, obviously, being a Shelburne Football Club, where um, obviously my 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 previous um, assistant manager Colin Barron is there at the academy manager on a full time basis. So getting to work with him again was was very good. And then obviously having having input from the first team manager there, Damien Duff, who's obviously a legend within the game um, and done so much as a player, and and is obviously doing really really well now in a, in a coaching management uh, capacity as well so um, yeah so long, I've been, been been very lucky to be to be around people who've played at the top level and who've managed at the top level and you know taking little nuggets of information from um, just to further evolve myself so um, obviously you, you have your own style and ideas but it's also nice to be able to to pick the brains of these people because you know that's that's what the game is all about connecting and and getting to see things firsthand, and obviously then put it into into practice in, in whatever way you see fit. And given how things are going with Shelburne at the moment, was there any part of you that thought, should I hang on here? Is now the right time? Well, we're coming to the back end of the season. Obviously, um, the first team are in a in a position where 
they're, they're, they're in the driving seat for, for a potential European spot um, my own on the 19s team have a, have a semi-final of a cup on Sunday against Shamrock Rovers and are still in with a shout of winning the league um, and that's after losing the number of players on loan and, and, and to, to, to across the water to England so yeah look obviously I like to see projects out but I think this was just too good of an opportunity to turn down to be honest I think um, you know as you said and you referenced earlier on in our conversation it's a big club with big history and I just I just couldn't say no to that uh, opportunity so unfortunately I had to uh, say my goodbyes over the week at Shelburne but obviously I'm, I'm really excited about about what the future holds at Glenavon and Glenavon fans will be very familiar with the man you're bringing in as your assistant manager yeah obviously Simon will need very little introduction um, obviously played there for, for a number of years um, and I suppose created a little bit of history there winning winning an Irish Cup and, and competing in Europe so um, yeah look obviously myself and Simon go back a, a long way both playing at the dock together obviously I was able to secure his services um, to Warren Point when I was there as manager um, and we've worked together at Dundalk in, 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 in my in my time there so um, yeah look we've a really good working relationship and you know it's good to I suppose get a you know an ex-player and, and someone who's been there and knows what Glenavon's about into the, into the backroom team so um, yeah look really look forward to working with Simon and you know he's a top guy so that's Simon Kelly. Are there are there any other names you can disclose that are going to form your uh, backroom team? Yeah, Mark Remington is 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 going to be one of the other assistant coaches. Mark would have been would have been my goalkeeping coach at, at Warren Point. He was actually there before I even came to the club. He'd been there for a number of years. Um, again, Mark has worked at at Dundalk with me as well, and and most previously he was with Lockall under eighteen. So Mark comes into to I suppose finish off our first team obviously the analyst Paul McCrum and, and the goalkeeping coaches will, will remain in place um, as part of our staff so yeah we're pretty much um, complete medical staff etc they all they'll all still be in place so um, yeah so that that's kind of that's kind of us set for, for for what's ahead and have you had a chance to watch back recent games maybe you've been watching anyway yes I, I, I had the luxury of, of getting up to a couple of games Um I've always been keeping tabs on the league weekly you know I'd, I'd try and take in a new game every week so I'd seen Glenavon once or twice over the year already and obviously kind of when I when, when I when I knew I was get, getting a conversation with the board of directors I took in last week's game so I'm very aware of what's there and obviously the personnel that's there from from um, my previous stint in the league so um, yeah look a lot of a lot of top players I would say a lot of a lot of uh, season campaigners and lads who have who have won medals, um, league medals, and, and Irish Cup medals? So, um, you know, we're, we're we're very happy with what we're walking into, to be honest. And when you're watching the game against Crusaders, the one thing you definitely don't want to see is your goalkeeper being sent off. So, without Rory Brown this weekend, but they're also Larn, your opponents on Saturday. Without their goalkeeper, Rowan Ferguson, he was sent off in their defeat against Lock All. So, it could be quite an interesting afternoon. Yeah, for sure. Look, it'll be an opportunity for. Um, the two if you want to call it number twos at the, at the present time um, so look it's an opportunity for them to, to stake their claim for, for both teams that is so uh, yeah look it's a shame obviously Rory um, was sent off and, and will miss this game but again a top keeper I think one of the one of the potentially best keepers in the league and, and still very young so we look forward to working with him and people are calling it a baptism of fire for you, Stephen. You know, you come in and you're taking on the champions and the champions who are licking their wounds after being beaten at Loch All as well. Yeah, look, I've been here before. My first game at Warren Point was live in Sky against the champions as <laughs> Crusaders were at the time. So um, we've been here before. Um, so we, we know what to expect. Um, obviously, Larn are, are the trendsetters at the moment and, and the team to beat. So, um, yeah, look, we got I think we got to take... Uh, I think we've got to be be confident and 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 give it a give it a crack and and see what can see what can happen on the day, you know. And you alluded to it at the start of this, you know, you can't expect there to be a huge investment all of a sudden. Although I'm sure you would welcome any uh, wealthy benefactors should they wish to take a look at uh, your Glenavon team. So how do you 
bridge that gap? How do you measure the disparity at the moment between the bottom half and the top half of the league, which um, you know definitely does uh, pose challenges for for teams in the bottom half to try and keep up with the the other pack that are at risk of running away with it potentially? Yeah, I think obviously market research is is, is going to be crucial. You know, there's no point trying to compete with you know, some of these top clubs for players because, you know, ultimately it's going to probably boil down to money and, you know, let's remove the elephant from the room. There's there's clubs with a lot more money but, as I said numerous times this week, I don't think that can be an excuse. I think you just have to take your search elsewhere and, and, and look for a, you know, look for a different type of player with maybe, you know, maybe a little bit younger who might not require as much money or, you know, somebody who may be craving an opportunity to to go and express themselves and just need a, a stage to perform. So I think you know we can we can change our, our angle of approach in terms of the market, um, which is something um, I feel I can definitely bring to the club. Um, so I think we just have to be clever with that one and and, and see where it takes us. Um, yeah, obviously, listen, the league has has moved in a in a whole different direction, um, and unfortunately, not every club is able to. To move in that direction and compete, but listen, I'm I'm quite happy with with the principles that the club have in place in terms of their emphasis on developing youth because I'm very comfortable in that arena. Um, that's what I've been doing for the last few years, and as I say, we have a very good academy. So you know, we'll be definitely looking to that, and then obviously, as I say, outside of that, we'll be looking at where we can potentially strengthen our squad in the future if if we need the squad to be strengthened you know as, I, as I've referenced a couple of times already you know the squad here is is quite strong we're quite happy with what we have Did you step into a squad maybe lacking a little bit of confidence because it hasn't been an easy start to the season for them No I think that's look, that's that's the obvious thing you know that's that's why I'm now stepping in because it hasn't been a good start and the, and the results haven't been good I'm not getting you know I'm not getting this job off off the back of somebody doing really well this season and, and you know that's the way the game goes. We 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 understand that as coaches and managers. Um, look, that's 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 our job now is to is to try and instill belief and confidence and I suppose you know maybe a freshness and approach possibly might might uh, might give the players a, a little bounce and and as I say, new ideas about how we think the game can be played and how we might benefit from that. But as I said, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be expecting that overnight. I think it'll be a longer process. So what's the big message for the fans there? I'm hearing patience potentially being uh, one of the things that you'll ask off them, but but what are you hoping to really convey to them today for all the Glenavon fans listening and looking forward to heading to Mournview this weekend and watching you play? Well, obviously, look, support the players. I think, you know, any any support from the terraces always helps, you know, even if it's only a, a 1%. It definitely, does, it definitely does help the players on the pitch. But look, there's a lot going on here now. I'm, I'm going to be the third coach in, in a matter of three, four weeks stepping in front of this crop of players and um, throwing new ideas at them so you know there's a lot going on there's a lot of I suppose if you want to call it mixed messages in terms of you'll have three different coaches with three different um, ideas and ways of playing so there's a lot for them to take on so it will take a little bit of time to actually materialise on the pitch so we would just look look for a little bit of patience but definitely supporting the terraces will, 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 will help them on the pitch that's for sure and be honest with me, any sleepless nights coming up to this? Ah, no, listen, I, you know, pretty fine with it. You know, it's it's another game of football. That's just the way you have to look at it. It's it's senior football. It's it's three points at the end of the day, um, and and that's all it is. So there's no point getting too too worked up or too carried away, regardless of what happens. Um, and I think that's the that's the approach we need to take every game in. So when I look down into the dugout here. You're going to be just a figure of calmness. I hope so. I've uh, <laughs> I've learned a lot over the last few years. I'm not as uh, as animated as I probably once was. I'm definitely more relaxed. It must be difficult though to not just go through every single emotion because I know you're the man that makes the decisions and put the players out there. But once you put them out there, there's only so much you can do. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, come here. You, we've we've experienced we've experienced a lot of that over over coaching and managing career so far. So. The beauty of it is you've got the opportunity to, to experience a lot of different emotions. So when it does come around, you're you're probably more adaptable to them. So um, yeah, look, come here. Things happen in the game that you can't control. You can only 
as I say control the controllables which is what we do in training what our plan is for the game and and try and educate the players around that with, with detail and ultimately you know it comes down to to the process of training and their decision making then come match day and, and after that it's out of your hands so I think the sooner we accept them things well then I think it becomes a bit easier to deal with deal with situations when they happen in the moment and what I'm going to have to deal with again and I said this to you the last time you were in the league a manager younger than me I was very happy with that not being the case to be honest <laughs> yeah ah, look that's it I'm back so you'll have to you'll have to knock that on the head <laughs> oh, no it's great to have you back it's, it's good to uh, talk to you as well and get your thoughts ahead of that game against Lauren and look best of luck Stephen thanks very much for coming on to the programme no problem thanks for having me Michael The Score with Michael Clark. There you go, the thoughts of Glenavon's new manager, Stephen McDonald. Their game Saturday at half past five against Larne at Mournview Park. That game is going to be live on the BBC. I'll be at that one alongside David Jeffrey. Five matches taking place Saturday at three o'clock in the top flight. Carrick Rangers welcome Glen Torren. Corian play Crusaders. Dungannon Swifts are against Ballymena United. Linfield take on Newry City and Cliftonville welcome Lockall to Solitude we're going to be hearing from the Lockall skipper Ben Murdoch in just a moment a little reminder though League Cup action coming up on Tuesday that's us into October from Sunday but uh, yes the 3rd of October is Tuesday the game's taking place in the League Cup the first round it is Annie United against Port Stewart Balna Mallard against Ards, Ballymena United versus Lisburn Distillery, Cliftonville take on Institute, Coleraine host Bangor at the Coleraine Showgrounds, Glen Torren v Dollingstown, Dungannon Swifts against Newington, Glenavon will be kicking off their campaign against Dergview, the Welders, Harlow Wolf Welders are against Newry City, Larne are at home against Knockbreda. Dundella travel to Limavady United for their match. Linfield take on Queens. Don't mention recent head-to-heads. If you're a Linfield fan, you're still recovering from that. Lockall against Ballyclare Comrades. Portadown take on Coke United and Portadown's manager on the show later on. Might uh, just give a wee mention to that match. Warren Point Town against Crusaders and Carrick Rangers against Moyola Park. Ah, take a deep breath. That's us through the League Cup fixtures. Now, let's get our next guest on. The Score with Michael Clark. What a campaign they are having. We're still calling them the new boys, but they look more than settled in. He is the skipper of Lock All, first time on the show, and it's a warm welcome to Ben Murdoch. Ben, how are you? Yes, keeping well, thanks, and uh, thanks for bringing me on the show today. Great to have you on, and Honestly, could you have anticipated such a strong start to this Premiership campaign? Well, I think uh, I think we've taken a lot of teams and a lot of people by surprise, if I'm being honest. But if we really think about what we knew in ourselves from like an internal lock-all camp perspective, we kind of knew we had the quality and the ability to go and compete in the league. So it's probably a surprise to the other teams in the league and everyone else watching. But I think we had faith in ourselves to come in and you know get off to a good start and have a good early early start to the season but yeah I suppose we've went above and beyond our own expectations and you know obviously we hope hope that continues on but it is very early early stages of the season so we can't get too carried away just yet anyway well you can understand why some of your supporters will be getting carried away and let them enjoy it I say after that win against the champions Larne and a dramatic late goal always goes down a treat but what a run and what a finish from Benji McGee absolutely outstanding and Benji McGee he's, he's an absolutely quality player and I think he had a, <clears throat> a disappointing game as such a, a missed chance on Saturday against Linfield and I just knew the quality he has the determination that he works hard and his kind of work ethic in general I knew he'd bounce back and there's probably no better game to come and do it uh, and in the circumstances to get a 90th minute winner yeah it was just it was incredible it was incredible atmosphere everything it was a moment that we'll, we'll not forget and I think the pictures really uh, do do it justice as to just what happened and yeah the way he took his goal and you know he made it himself and I'm delighted for him as well so he's bounced back from the weekend disappointments against Linfield and 
I think he's shown his real true quality and what he can actually bring and you know he scored a, another fantastic goal at, at Crusaders as well and, and got a point for us down at Seaview so he's been fantastic and yeah I think Tuesday night to go and win in the manner that we did in the 90th minute was unreal The goal against Crusaders was ridiculous by the way <laughs> I know it really was and I suppose if you asked Ben to do that again he, he wouldn't have a, a clue but uh, yeah you know you, you take it as it as it comes and again Benzie come on the game really give Crusaders a hard time and you know he probably could have had another one or two and he's he's got the goal in the end and the funny thing was he actually he ran after the ball as if we were going to go and win the game and all of us were shouting Benji what are you at and I think Pato came over and kicked the ball away so he's uh, he can be a bit clueless at times but he's he's a fantastic player and you know he's <clears throat> he's got quality there and he, he's, he's proven time and time again that he can you know cough up with the goals well, I just love that enthusiasm. And in fairness, if you score a worldie like that, or indeed the goal against Larn, you're going to just be caught in the moment for a second. And that's where maybe some more experienced players like this captain can come in and say, right, just you take a wee breather. Yeah, pretty much. And you have to. like, And, you know, it's not just myself as captain. You have other experienced players there, like I say, Mark Patton, Alan Taggart. You all come in and you do lean on that experience and just know how. Uh, and for that there, for example... Benji run to get the ball in, in the Crusaders goal to go and try and win the game and we're all just like what are you at here Benji so <laughs> you do need that you need those players in your ranks to, to kind of have a level head and, and see yourselves through in a game and especially like Tuesday night at Larne or for, sorry for Larne coming down the, the lock all you know you you get a goal in the 90th minute and you think right we're nearly there but the way out of time is here it's like 6 or 7 minutes still after your 90 minutes so it's still a long way to go and you do rely heavily on those players to just, you know, calm, calm the camp and just get through and, and see it through right to the 97th minute or whatever it may be. And a top flight home win must feel very good too, because all your wins up to this point since your return to the Premiership have been on your travels. Yeah, they have. And I suppose um, a lot of people didn't expect that. But I, I think, you know, as it, I talked about many times in other interviews, like Lakeview is quite a, a small pitch. The dimensions are quite small. It's a small ground. And perhaps people thought that would suit us. But I actually think the bigger pitches do suit us, which is perhaps why we've picked up so many points on the, on the road. So, you know, when you were always going to get a win at some stage at home, um, we nearly got our first win against Glenavon, where we're 2 0 up cruising. And then obviously, things didn't go our way and it, it ended in a draw so we're always hopeful for uh, a home win sooner rather than later and I suppose like maybe we're just waiting for the league champions to come down and, and really show them what we're all about so it probably happened at a, a fantastic night and a fantastic occasion for the club you know obviously Lauren coming expectation is they're going to come down and just kind of collect the three points and away they go so I think the manner in which we did get our first win our first win was fantastic and as I say, no better team to do it against. In terms of the start to the season, how much of it do you think is surprising teams or how much of it is really just the quality that you have, you know, as champions and the momentum that you take from that into this campaign? You know, that winning habit, uh, there's something to be said for it, isn't there? I, I totally agree, yes. And I, I, again, I've said it on numerous occasions, like we're coming off the back of a really good league campaign of course league champions in the championship so we've we've come off the back of winning most weeks going into get in the games with confidence going in the games knowing we're going to win and I think we've carried that through into this season as well and again we're, we're not really coming into this league fearing anybody we've got nothing to prove everybody has us written off from the start which I've kind of enjoyed uh, so I think coming in here the top flight having no pressure but knowing we have quality in our ranks and we have a, a really strong squad with a big squad and and even the touch on again Tuesday night there we made a lot of changes from the previous game so those boys come in got their first 90 minutes or got their first minutes in a, a number of weeks so we actually freshened up the side on Tuesday and again it just goes to show the quality we have uh, you know across the entire 20 20 plus man squad so yeah we don't fear anybody um, and I think a lot of as I said already a lot of clubs have been surprised with what we've what we've done and how we've played our football and it's not just kind of grinding out results all the time you know we're coming and playing decent football that's hopefully fairly enjoyable to watch at times and 
you know, we've come away with a, a healthy set of points so far. So, as I said, hopefully it continues, and I'm sure I'm sure it will continue. And if we keep doing the things right that we have been doing, training well, preparing well, and keeping this squad together, and just having a, a real close knitness around us, then I think we will continue to pick up points. And who knows where it may take us. And one of the things to me that stood out, and we're nine games in, so I'm, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus or say you have to keep this up, although I'm sure you would love to, is the defensive record. The fact you've only conceded 10 goals, which is one less than Linfield have after the same amount of games, that, to me, is so, so impressive. And if you can keep anything like that together, you'll be in a great position when it comes down to you know the crunch time in this season. Yeah, of course, and and again, just to touch on last season, I think we broke the record for the highest number of clean sheets in the championship, and thankfully that kind of uh, solidness or robustness has continued into this season. You know, it is obviously a lot tougher playing in the top flight, but I think we've still proven ourselves to be um, very hard to break down, very hard to play against. So we have, you know, we always talk about kind of defences winning leagues and obviously strikers winning winning games as they do, but. I think when it comes down to us, we are so well driven and we, everybody knows our role. And then when we're not in possession of the ball, we know where to be and we are hard to break down. And then obviously on top of that, you have Brad Tucker, who's been fantastic for us, you know, pull off some fantastic saves again on Tuesday night, man of the match. So we have a number of players there throughout 1-11 who's basically out to defend. And I think we do that first and foremost. So, you know, if you don't concede, you don't get beat. So I think that's where we're kind of uh, drilled at lock goal is... Uh, we set out not to get beat and obviously then work our way into the game but yeah hopefully the hopefully the good defensive record continues and we can start to pick up a few more clean sheets that's probably the only thing I'm a bit disappointed in that we are conceding goals you know when we probably shouldn't have so it'd be nice to get a few more clean sheets here in, in the coming weeks or throughout the rest of the season well, I daren't say you're going to be tested defensively tomorrow against Cliftonville they have really shown a ruthless streak haven't they? Yeah, they really have. Um, you know, you look at their results, their recent results, and obviously beating Coleraine, they're 5-0, and you're thinking, right, we're, we're definitely up against it here come Saturday. But, you know, we've played the majority of teams so far. It's only Cliftonville and Carrick we've not played. So we kind of have a good idea of the level uh, and standards of the league and, and what we're up against. So as I've said already, Michael, like we're not we're not fearing getting into this game tomorrow. We're, we're really looking forward to it. I know personally I'm really looking forward to playing a solitude. But like I'm under no illusion. I know it's going to be a really, really difficult game, and I'm going to be tested. Probably um, the toughest test probably so far in the league campaign uh, with who we're up against, and obviously they're in form and they're scoring goals for fun. So it'll be interesting to see. But uh, hopefully, I don't scum myself here talking about clean sheets and be going get whatever. But yeah, hopefully our our kind of our difficulties in being broken down and staying in games and keeping the score sheet or keeping the score line down continues tomorrow. But yeah, I'm under no illusion it's going to be a, a really tough test for us. And I'm curious to know what you have made of the Premiership. As you say, you've nearly got round all the teams now. You've spent a, a good portion of your career in the Championship. You know the quality there too. Maybe we're not talking enough about the quality in that league. Can you give me an idea of the comparisons? Yeah, I, I, I would say, if I'm being totally honest with you... Um, and again, I don't want to <laughs> completely scum myself here, but I was expecting it to be much tougher, and it is the physicality, the speed of it, the quality of players you have. But all in all, the difference between the championship and the and the top flight it, it's very it's it's very slim. So obviously, the differences are you have quality players, and perhaps when you get chances or you give chances to your opposition, they they go and take that. But in terms of the actual in play possession quality of it it's it's very like for like than than what it was like in the championship so it's been tougher of course but i think collectively not just personally but collectively we've all adapted really well and perhaps we were just uh kind of premier league um players playing in championship and we were just ready and being prepared for what was coming so yeah i wouldn't say there's been huge changes or huge differences or uh much uh, much more difficulty I would say there's been a few standout games the likes of Linfield were, were very difficult to play against you could just tell they were a full time team the sharpness in them the quality in them their movement so all that's that's something new to, to kind of deal with and again Coleraine I thought when we played those uh, those couple of teams Coleraine especially 
were fantastic just the way they popped the ball about and uh, and kept a hold of the ball so yes it's, it's very different to how life was in the championship you know working in the games we're not maybe controlling games as much as what we did in the championship we're not dictating games as much and having as much possession of the ball but I think we're still kind of competing very well um, and I think we're all very capable of competing and going toe-to-toe with these players and these teams so yes all in all I wouldn't say it's been a massive change just yet but I am anticipating come here um, probably the second round of fixtures that teams will probably be more up to speed fitter uh, and obviously start to dig deep so I do think it's going to get harder as the season goes on and I just know in, in general come October November December time when the, when the winter months come in and the weather changes it becomes a lot harder for a lot of a lot of teams and players so we're off to a good start as I say um, and we've adapted really well but I do think it's going to get uh, harder from here on in everyone notices that when you make the step up from the championship to the premiership you get more attention but not everybody's getting featured on german television <laughs> that's a novel one yeah i suppose uh obviously having brad tucker with his uh origins from germany and, and whatever else you know they've obviously shown an interest in that i think that's come with that stat that you've you're obviously well aware of with us being the smallest uh the smallest village or town with a top flight um, club playing whatever within Europe so that's obviously come with a lot of exposure and obviously having Turker there who's uh, he's all on social media and uh, does like the post so there's a lot of interest there but yeah we've obviously featured on the German TV thing obviously we've asked for subtitles in English so we can actually know what Turker's talking about <laughs> but it's good to get that kind of exposure and I think it's good for the club you know such a small club um, and again we've just had that kind of real uh, togetherness mentality and attitude and culture that everybody's pulled together not just on the pitch within the players of the squad whatever but right down to supporters volunteers committee you know it's, it's a really close-knit club and I, I generally do mean that and I hope it never changes and I hope it continues to be that kind of club so it's good to get that exposure you know further afield not just Northern Ireland or the UK but obviously mainland Europe and uh, hopefully it continues as well and I know we will feature hopefully here on uh, BBC I think this tomorrow um, they were in last week looking at the Linfield game and doing a bit about the club so yeah it's really good for the club you know and I hope people do realise just uh, the kind of the culture that we have at Lockall Football Club Did you get to duck out of an interview or were you dragged in front of them as well? <laughs> oh thankfully I avoided them yeah so I, obviously I know now if there's cameras floating about just uh, <laughs> make yourself hidden and go do something but uh, a few of the main people got got interviewed and one who's the kit man Trevor Park you know a big part of the club big part of the changing room and does so much for the club and thankfully he got his uh, his moment to shine so I'm looking forward to his interview <laughs> Oh, oh, magic! No, I mean, and that's it's people like that that kind of brings it home, doesn't it? You know, when all the all the various people around the club, you can see what it means to them, the success you're bringing them. I don't know, and maybe it's a good thing. Sometimes you don't stop and and take that on board too much, otherwise you'll heap a pile of pressure on yourself. But uh, for you know, it's a small area. But there's a lot of people so proud of what Lockall are doing at the moment, and I'm just wondering, do you get that? Since as you're going along, I'm sure you've had people coming up and anecdotal, anecdotally telling you stories. Yeah, like there is a real sense of proudness about the about the place. You know, um, on a personal level, I'm really proud to be part of the club, to be part of this. You know, part of history because I think it is um, a big part of the, the club's history. And obviously, gaining promotion in the league and the, the top flight football at the minute, the top flight in Northern Ireland, is really taken off. You know. Um, you can see the strategic plan that they have for the next five years and and where the league's going so I'm really proud on a personal level that I'm part of it and obviously I've captained that but there's much more to it and as you mentioned there there's there's so many people about the club volunteers who just love the club have been about it for years when they weren't the top flight when we're in the championship and and wherever else so you know it's those types of people and, and characters that you need about the club and it's what makes us so unique and special that I would say to the nearest club to us so yeah you, you do need that and, and ho- hopefully as I say it continues and um, you do hear of different stories and you know when we did get promotion to the Irish League there at the end of last season I was asked about the last time that we were in the top flight and kind of what the thoughts were of that and all the committee members and fans who were around at that time so it's really interesting to know what's went on in the past and obviously where we've come from and what I would say is probably where we're heading is 
is really interesting as well because we have obviously collaboration or partnership with Huddersfield so we're much more than just Lock Gall and and even the youth teams that we have and the youth players is coming through is something that Lock Gall's always uh, you know been very particular about and we have a few in the team at the minute the likes of Luke Cartwright who's come through the ranks and what a fantastic player as well and again another player who's adapted so so well to the top flight so I think it's it's a lot of things that come with Lock Gall that it's not just what we do on the pitch but it's it's behind the scenes and what goes on and, and the hard work that really does go on day to day. And you've already more points this season than the last time when Lockall were in the top flight, so um, that's a good sign. It is indeed, yes. Um, and again, as I've always said, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. I just need to keep our feet in the ground. And we have only played nine games, so there's a long, long way to go. There's a lot more points at stake. And you know, even though we are in a, a healthy position for now, you're still always looking over your shoulders thinking in three games time this could all change. So we have to maintain our standards and I think we do and we kind of demand that off, off each other within the players, within the squad, within the changing room. So, you know, as long as we keep doing that, we keep picking up points, putting them on the board and, and, and moving forward. So, yeah, we can't just dwell on that we've picked up the most points that we have or picked up more points now than we did in the last campaign doesn't really matter so we just need to keep keep continuing as we're doing and obviously you know work towards that safety of remaining in the league for next season so that's most important of course well we can hear why you're the captain I think that comes across very well in this interview because you're very level-headed you're not getting carried away indeed people I speak to at the club different players all seem to have that well drilled into them is that simply from the manager Dean Smith down boys one game at a time anything can happen here I mean does he really set the standard lay down the law yeah I think obviously it has to come from the manager it has to come from Dino and um, just the way Dino is you know we're not a a team full of uh, massive egos or personalities as such we're all we're all there for the love of football and obviously we want to play and represent Lock Gaul so we're there I think for the right reasons Um, and perhaps there's a lot of clubs that players go seeking for the wrong reason so we're there collectively to play football do well individually but also collectively um, and obviously representing Lock Gall and you know that comes from Dino as well he's been with the club for seven plus years I don't even know how long it was played here as a um, a player back in the day so he knows what it's about um, what's expected of him and what he expects of us, of us as well so yeah we want to remain level headed and as I said don't want to get carried away And you know I think when you do start to get carried away and there's a lot more spotlight on you. There's maybe pressure bills. So we just want to continue focusing on ourselves. And that's all we really have to do is worry about ourselves and the rest will take care of itself. And final question for you, Ben. Obviously, you've League Cup action coming up, Ballyclare Comrades, uh, during the week to look forward to. Would a wee cup run uh, be something that you've got your eye on, whether it be League Cup or Irish Cup this season? Or is staying in the top flight your sole focus? It's a good question, Michael. Of course, you would like a bit of silverware, or um, I know I'm being very optimistic there, but you know, we think, as I said, we'll have a, a team that's good enough to maybe go on a, a decent cup run, and you have to look at it and go, right, well, where are we most likely going to get some success here? And it obviously comes down to the draws you get and whatever else. So, yeah, who, who knows where a League Cup or Irish Cup run might take us? Um, but I think you have to go back to focusing on your bread and butter, your league campaign, and just making sure you get points on the board. and you know you get to that certain level of, of safety as such so yes it's nice to have uh, cup runs and I think we have a big enough squad to manage that and to cope with those a um, lot of games that are coming thick and fast in the next number of weeks so we have quality players to come in who are fresh and can do the job and you know I think that's where everybody will play their part and it's not just about the league I know I have said it's about obviously remaining safe in the league but we have players there to, to come in and, and do the job in, in the league and Irish Cup and whatever else comes our way so yeah probably a very indirect answer for you but um, who knows where the cup runs might take us Big man's booking his flights to Europe already that's what I've heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't want to speak too soon but uh, <laughs> might as well have one eye on it <laughs> great to have you on the score this week Ben pleasure talking to you thank you thank you The Score with Michael Clark. Now, where's the time going? We're flying through the programme and it's time to get our final guest on. No stranger to these airwaves or this show. He is the Portadown manager, Nal Curry. Nal, great to have you back on. 
Hey, Michael, how's you? I'm doing brilliant, thank you. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Can't complain. Well, now you're a happier man. I think if I had you on the programme a few weeks ago, maybe wouldn't have been just the same. Would that be fair? <laughs> well, again, I never look too far ahead and I never look too far behind, Michael, to be honest with you. You know, you're only... You're only one or two games at a club this size, Michael. You're only one or two games away from what everybody around you thinks is a crisis. So, yeah, that's um, you know we're we're we've had a wee bit of form there, and uh, as I say, things are everybody's happy at the minute, everybody's smiling, and that's uh, three quarters of a bottle for me anyway. And now, from you know a few weeks ago, people saying what's happening at Portadown to oh, they're three points off the top. Uh, it's it's completely changed complexion, and football is like that, isn't it? I think I think a lot of people forget about just perspective. You know what I mean? And, and perspective. Listen, the expectations at this club are huge. We all know that. We all know that everybody's uh, everybody fancies us, uh, puts us as strong favourites. But there's a lot of very very good teams uh, in this league, Michael. And um, a lot of teams have invested heavily with uh, the thoughts of going and getting into the Premier League as well. And I don't think people enough people take that into consideration. You know, we're. Uh, we know how tough this league is, but uh, ultimately, you know, our, our biggest problem so far this season is we haven't been able to really get a settled team, Michael. And, uh, you know, obviously injuries have really hurt us uh, a lot along the way as well. But ultimately, that's what you have your squad for. But, you know, as a manager, you know, there's nothing they could legislate for. Losing three centre-backs for, for a long period of time is, is pretty pretty new to me, especially when you've been playing three at the back for such a long time but um, no um, I have to say credit, credit goes to the players who, who were playing out of position at the minute but they've come in and been fantastic mate How challenging has that been you know because you've brought quite a few new faces in you're trying to bed them in and then you've got the backdrop of injuries as well so a little unsettled and a bit hard to kind of predict where you're going week to week for a period there well, one on one, you know, obviously from from my point of view, Michael, it's been it's been hugely uh, disappointing. I would say in regards to the, the I don't know why you put it down to luck or what it is, but um, we haven't. We're at no stage this season have we have we had a full uh, squad to choose from. But listen, it is what it is. We are we're toddling along okay. You know, a lot of a lot of people were hitting the buttons there. You know, a few weeks back, but as I said at the time, you know, nobody, you know, three three defeats in a row for say a club this size, Michael is ultimately, you know, it brings a lot of people out of the woodwork. So, you know, it was important for us to to, to get the, that first win again and, um, you know, on the go, as I say. I was at that third defeat, the, the Welders game before that, it was Bangor and, and Ballyclare. And, and after it, you got the sense that, you know, and, and I'm sure supporters do know this, but, you know, that everyone sort of at the club, nearly as in the players and the coaching staff, were actually quite, sore after that Welder's loss as well and there, there seemed to be a determination talking to one or two people that look this isn't going to go to a fourth game yeah well I think I think the, the Welder's game especially now the, the Bangor game on the, on the Friday night where they beat us 1-0 at Shamrock you know for me we deserved minimum a draw out of that game Michael to be fair uh, same with the Ballyclare game I think we should have been coming in at half time against Ballyclare maybe two or three up um, but certainly the Welders game first half was very even, but the second half we were we were extremely off it. And I think um, you know again we had been playing players who, who had missed training and, and missed a lot of preseason and stuff like that. But ultimately we're we're get we're getting you know Gary Thompson has been has been riddled with you know he got a bad ankle injury in preseason, missed four weeks of preseason. You know we've had Luke, Luke Wilson from playing with a broken wrist. You know Paddy McAnally obviously is unavailable at the minute. We have uh, Dougie Wilson, who hurt himself in pre-season. And, and again, Dougie was a big, big signing for us, Michael. And um, he hasn't kicked a ball, and he's not going to kick a ball for another probably six, six, six weeks at least. So, um, And then you have Chrissy Rogers done his hamstring as well. So we've, we've had to deal with quite a lot um, from, from our side. But ultimately, you know, you know, people don't look at them things. People just look at results, Michael. And um, that's, that's the nature of the beast, as I say. And then the other side of the coin is now that's the the quickest way to shut any of your critics up is to start getting those results. Well, I think so. As I said, you know, once we we got our first win there again, uh, and then the last two performances have been really, really decent. You know, I thought uh, Ballamallard and Saturday we were we were 
worthy winners and, and, and really the last three games we've been worthy winners Michael to be honest but um, I don't think we're, we've reached our, our potential by any means I still think we've you know and, and again Michael you know this is a new squad this was a, a basically I think we ended up keeping five or six players out of a squad so and, and, and bear in mind a lot of them players chose to leave the club I know a lot of people say oh there's Curry again signing all around him but we had numerous players um, who had been at Border Down who wanted to leave and, and either stay in the Premier League or or got better offers elsewhere, you know. So, in our defence and that, but um, you know, it is a, it is a rebuild. It was a total rebuild, and you know, I, I know we got off to a good start and, and, and a couple of wins, but we still weren't great, if you know what I mean, Michael. We hadn't well, hadn't got that fluidity and and stuff like that. But they're new players from getting to know each other and as I say, things are getting better and, and as I said at the minute the atmosphere around the place is very, very good. Our changing rooms are, are really good and, and the boys are, are in high spirits, you know, and I think that's a very important part of the game, mate. Is that something that was maybe missing, you know, just that a wee bit of confidence nearly in the players because very quickly, you know, teams can get doubt going into their heads if a few bad results string together. I, I said right, right from the start. I was always a wee bit worried in the in the back of my head because the, the players that we brought in were all well seasoned. You know, probably you you, you would regard bottom six Premiership players, and we we brought in a lot of players, Michael, that hadn't played a lot of Championship football, if any. So I think I think the Championship's been an eye opener for a lot of a lot of our boys. There's no doubt about that. You know, and, and I think that you know I don't think they thought. The, the intensity and the quality in the championship would be as good as what it is. But um, as I say, we have we have we have been doing plenty of warning in regards to that because I know what this league is like, and there's some fantastic teams in this league. And as I say, you know, when you look at some of them teams, you know, your bangers have pushed hard and brought in a lot, a lot of players and, and, and good end top end players, and as have the welders. And you know, there's there's no shortage of teams um, want to get into the Premier League for sure. Is the championship improving? I'm not going to say at a similar rate to the Premiership. The investment's not the same, but but has it improved a lot in recent years? Do you think? And partly why I'm asking that is I'm listening to what you're saying, but also Ben Murdoch, who was on the show just before you, saying, you know, we're stepping up, and we don't know if we're playing really well or if it's just we've actually been at such a good standard in the championship too with the teams around us that, you know, that prepared us more than what we could have realised. I think the championship quality-wise is definitely better. There's there's no doubt in my mind. Um, and I think the championship nowadays is a lot of teams are fitting strong at the very very least, Michael. But I still maintain um, what's going on. You know, it's a, the Premier League is a two-tier league now, and um, that's not going to change. In fact, the gap I still feel the gap. No luck, all strand at the minute, and doing had a great couple of great results and stuff like that. But um, you know, it's whenever you go to these teams, you go to a Lauren and you go to the the, the Linfields and the Glentorns and then you, you can see where the, the struggle becomes if you know what I mean Michael but I still maintain you know there's there's a wee league within its league its own league in, in the bottom six bottom five bottom six teams I think you know that your Balaminas your your Glenavans your Lockalls your Dungannon Swifts and and um, yeah, the other the other can't even remember but uh, I think all them teams have a wee league uh, Nuri sorry they have a wee league within themselves you know, and I think whatever team comes out with the best results, the fact that Lock all have picked up fantastic points against the big boys is a real, real bonus to them. You know, and they've done well against the teams around in that league, in that wee league as well. So, you know, as I say, they're they're basically getting themselves in this days where a few more wins, and they're going to be very, very difficult. To, they're basically going to be guaranteeing themselves staying up. They're getting off four or five wins. Well, uh, Dean Smith is certainly about your handoff for another four or five wins now, and I'm sure they'll equally try and play that down as long as they can, <laughs> you know, as all good managers do. Their momentum's fantastic, and sometimes momentum momentum can really kick you on. Their confidence is probably through the roof, and I would say, you know, they're well capable of it, well capable of as a city. But they've also, to be fair, they're like all as well, you know, the, 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 you know, the teams around them, Michael, they're doing well against them too. And that's such a big part of it. Um, looking at the teams around you in the championship, uh, do you think um, you've got your players now in a position where Ports fans can feel a wee bit comfortable now going into match days and going, right, we're, we're, we're finding the gears here, we're, we're not going to be maybe caught out where we have been in the early stages? Well, I think, listen, where our team's got a, got a, lot, more, a lot more settled, to be honest with you. But again, you know, our biggest problem is 
Michael, and it's just me being honest, is that, you know, we are asking midfielders to play at the back. We're asking, you know, wingers to play at the back. You know, we're really, really stretched in, in regards to the back line. But as I say, you know, hopefully, you know, Doogie will be in all five or six weeks. It'll be a massive uh, thing to get him back. Christy Rogers was probably another week or two away. Patty, as I said, Patty's still not going to be available. So we're just, we're hoping, you know, Dale Montgomery and Luke Wilson's went in the centre backs and they've been absolutely outstanding. You know, absolutely outstanding. And they've dealt with big boys, you know, Bala Mallard had six foot four, six foot five guys there on Saturday, and they're able to stop them heading the ball. They're not winning too many headers, and, and but they're certainly stopping the opposition. So as long as we can keep doing that, I think we're our front three, our front four uh, are looking very, very dangerous at the moment, Michael. And our midfield's looking nice and solid with McCall and, and Thompson as well. So I think we're we're in a good we're in a real good place at the moment. As I say, the boys are. Um, the boys are definitely in, in uh, you know, training and everything about the place at the minute's in a real high spurt. And getting a couple of clean sheets uh, certainly will uh, keep everybody happy. And at the other end, uh, scoring with regularity, Ryan Mays looks like he's uh, got into a purple patch. Obviously, Paul McElroy, you look at that, Anna performance as a standout. But just in yeah. general, the firepower he offers, Fife Bradley. I mean, you, you certainly do have uh, some very good players still available to you. Yeah, well, I think that's, you know, obviously with, with the injuries that we've, we've entailed, we had to change system and stuff like that there. And the systems ended up, you know, Kenny Kane. Kenny Kane's been playing um, both sides in wide areas as well. He's got electric pace as well. So it's, it's ended up maybe sweetness in regards to the front, the, the quality of the front players that we have. You know, we'll use Big Skinner. Skinner comes on with 20, 25 minutes to go and, and ruffled some feathers. And we've got Mac there's a threat. Eamon Fife play, has been playing 10 and, and up top and can play wide as well. So, and we Maisie can, you know, he can play in the 10 and he can play in the wide areas as well. So we've got a lot of options and we, and we, we, do, we do like to rotate that as well, Michael. So, yep, yeah, I think, uh, you know, but with all that there, you know, you still need your foundation and, and your and your you certainly are two centre midfielders because we basically set our front four. Um, yep, go for it. So we do need that 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 pivot in regards to the the two sixes that we're playing, Gary and and uh, Owen McCall. I think I quite enjoy being a forward in that team. Not that I'm any use as a four, but you know, understand what I mean. Just you go and score goals, boys. Happy days. Well, I, but Michael, I sort of look at that lesson. You know, I'm with you. We would encourage Owen McCall. We certainly don't encourage Gary too. But <laughs> I think if it breaks down, you've always got your five at the back. You know what I mean? So, um, but like the, I sort of break it down if we can get five attacking and five always there for for um, counter attacks. Then you're you're not too bad. But it always does sometimes it doesn't work like that as you well know, Michael. And you've got odds this weekend. Then what are you expecting from them? They're seventh at the moment, but equally they're only three points behind you. Yeah, well, again, they're in good form. You know, they got off the start of the season, probably the opposite to us. I think they they lost their first couple of opening games, and then um, they went on a, a real decent run. They, they won some some good games. You know, it was great. It was up for them on Saturday again there. So, listen, always a difficult place to go, and um, as I said, you know, we we'll go down with our own. We, we, I sort of like the. If I'm being honest, Michael, I like to focus on how, you know on our performance. You know, I'm, I don't really listen. We give all the the players the information they need in regards to defending set pieces and stuff like that and danger men. And but ultimately, what I say to the players mostly, Michael, is listen. Let's just make sure we're right. Let's make sure we're at, we're at our very best. And if we're at our very best, then we'll have a wonderful chance to win them. And with the Cook United game in the League Cup on Tuesday, hearing what you've said about injuries and different players and workloads is that game a chance to rest a few people in your mind or do you not have that luxury at the moment I don't think we have that luxury to be honest with you you know um, uh, if I'm being honest it'll probably be an opportunity you know if whoever's on the bench on Saturday and doesn't get a you know obviously doesn't start on Saturday against against Dards they're, they're, they're going to start on Tuesday night and then we'll, we'll have a couple of kids we'll have a couple of great kids and two young Joe Williamson and uh, Joe McKay at 17 and 18 years of age and we'll, we'll probably look at, at getting them young lads again but ultimately the it'll, it'll be a strong enough side um, if I'm honest about it because we don't have that luxury you know we did bring a lot of players in but we don't actually have a big squad Michael if that makes sense our squad isn't we're only working off maybe what 18 19 senior players and um, two or three kids so that's that's where we're at especially with the injuries that we we'll have but we'll, we'll put a we'll put a strong side out you know I, I want to I wouldn't be the type really Michael to I think if you're going into cup competitions you go in and you, you make sure you try and win them 
I think a lot of fans feel that way. There's certainly been that debate about the uh, English League Cup this week, and we've seen yeah. weakened teams. I think a devalue again, especially with the squads. These these you know these these full time Premiership players are getting masseuses and they're getting massaged, <laughs> getting you know it's not as if like two games for in a week for for top line footballer seems to be too much these days. So. I find that strange, but let's name a wee bit. I would be in the old school. Like I love playing two games a week whenever I have to play. So, but uh, as I say, they they make a hell of a lot of changes. But to me, we'll treat we'll treat all the cup games this year, Michael, with the utmost respect, and we'll go as strong as we can at every opportunity in all the cup games. It's great to hear, Niall. It's great to have you on the program as well. Thanks so much for coming on. Absolute pleasure, Michael. The score with Michael Clark. Big thank you to Nal Curry for coming on to the score. Also, my thanks to Ben Murdoch of Lockall and Stephen McDonnell of Glenavon. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. We'll be back to do it all again next Friday here on the score. And in the meantime, if you want to catch up with anything we have been getting up to in recent weeks, the score and I, wherever you get your podcasts, is where you can do that. But for now, all that remains to be said is enjoy your weekend of sport. Bye-bye.